Welcome back, everybody, to this special segment. We call it Lively Extra when 30 minutes is not enough. We were talking about the presidential race. We could go on for another half hour, I'm sure. We'll give you an extra 10 minutes or so of this discussion. Let's continue. Ian, what are you seeing nationally? I've heard a lot of people that I think the feeling is if Biden wins, then the the Democrats have a good chance of taking the Senate. But I also wonder about maybe the dynamic if Biden wins, but the Senate stays Republican, what happens over the next two years? Various scenarios to look at. Yeah, I mean, the field looks relatively auspicious for Democrats. Uh, if, Dem- if Democrats do retake the Senate, that's big news for Rhode Island. Jack Reed would move up to become chair of the Armed Services Committee. And this will also, the presidential election will also have consequences in Rhode Island. I look through this, look at this through the prism of House District 15, where House Speaker Nicholas Mattiello is trying to fend off a challenge from Republican Barbara Ann Fenton Fung. We know in uh, recent elections, House District 15 uh, in 2016 favored President Trump. It's not hard to suspect that the president might have a little less support in House District 15 this time around. So does that help Mattiello? On the other hand, uh, b- uh, opponents of abortion rights are really infuriated with the speaker for how he let the House vote last year on the abortion uh, issue. And that could be a couple of hundred vote gain for Barbara Ann Fenton Fung. So that's one thing I'm keeping an eye on in the election next week. Bob? Um, I, I do think, as I said uh, in, in my earlier comments, that it looks very good for the Democrats nationally. We may not know about the Senate because Georgia, you need a, a full majority of the vote to take a Senate seat. So that may be determinative in that. Uh, but I think that we are, we're, it, it's, you know, I, I have the advantage. I get to talk to my colleagues across the country uh, a couple of times a week and hear on the ground reports. Um, you know, I don't know if, for instance, Joe Biden is going to win in Texas, but I think that the Democrats are going to take back the legislature and or the house of representatives in, at, at the state level in Texas. And that has not happened in a very long time. And we have realistic chances of winning, Joe Biden winning in North Carolina, in Georgia, and I think Florida is uh, is in that category as well. And that was not not something that Donald Trump predicted. I, I'm confident that we've got a narrow victory for Joe Biden, and there is a real possibility of a blowout victory. And I am more confident. I, I was worried four years ago at this point in the election. I was very nervous the Thursday before the Tuesday election, uh, what was happening in some of those states. I still thought we'd win and I was wrong, but I am uh, much more confident. At the state level, yeah. I think Speaker Mattiello gets reelected in his district by a comfortable margin, um, closer to his, his second victory against Steve uh, Frias in his first. So say 300 plus votes uh, to the good for Speaker Mattiello's reelection. Donna, I agree with you on the PTSD from 2016. I wonder though, let's, let's go down the scenario, if the polls hold up, and Joe Biden does win, where does the Republican Party, particularly the Senate, go from here? They have been all in on Trump. And in my view, uh, trying to look at this dispassionately, in my view, they've abandoned some of the classic conservative mantras over the years, worried about the deficit and all those type of things because they've been so caught up with Trump. What do you see for the future of the Republican Party going forward? Should he lose? Yeah, and that's that's a really great question. Um, I consider myself a moderate Republican, which I, that doesn't makes me a very lonely person at this point. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I 
thought about this a couple of years ago. You know, um, I didn't like him when he came on the scene. Um, I do understand how he operates. I do know why he pushes the buttons he does. And a lot of people, uh, I have a lot of Republican friends and they don't like when I talk like that. Um, something I see as a trouble signs for the Republicans. Um, and I think Bob kind of touched on this. The, the problem with Trump and he's so self-centric is he's mis one, one thing that shows where he hasn't been in politics forever is he's misunderstanding that, that the Republicans actually could lose the U.S. Senate. And although he believes all the victories are kind of his, um, Mitch McConnell guided him on all these judgeships, even before Amy Cona Barrett. I mean, let's face it, he wouldn't have known how to strategize all that at all. And I, so I think I see, you know, that that's a problem. Um, I think that it could go either way. There's those four tight races. It's not going to take much. It's the four seats. Um, I think Susan Maine in our region, you know, and Susan Collins, excuse me, I mean, um, that's a tight race and she, she, that could not work out for her. And there's a couple of others. So I think that's an issue for the Republicans. You talk about building back, you know, if they lose the Senate and, and Trump, if Trump pulls it out, he hasn't governed without not having the Senate. And I think he, he doesn't understand how, uh, what a handicap that would be for him. In terms of where they go after Trump, I think that's just a really big question, you know, and I think that um, there are constituencies that the Republicans have more alliances with. For instance, there are a lot of, um, there's evidence that there's Hispanic support for Trump, but, you know, the, the Republican Party, which has kind of this imprint of a conservative viewpoint, um, you know, you have to speak correctly to, to have that outreach and you have to grow in those areas or you, there will be no growth. So um, we, we will see what happens. I would just lastly say one thing I'm watching though for Quickly. Tuesday, talking about a red wave and the day of voting. A lot of Republicans are still going to do day of voting. We'll have to see how that goes. Ian, we've got just a minute left and you get the last word. What do you think about for Rhode Island and results? The Board of Elections, I think it, it was a little rocky during the primary. I, it looks like they've got their act together. They're processing these things. We're going to hear uh, they're going to do a wave of mail ballot. What do you think about getting results in Rhode Island and the timeliness of that? Yeah, I mean, we're in a, a new world with the pandemic and with the extent of early voting and mail voting. I think on primary night, we kind of got a sense of where things were going. That was borne out by the final results. We saw the gains by progressives for the legislature. So, you know, I think the Board of Elections is trying to step up its game. They, they hired a outside uh, communications firm to help them get some of the word out in the final run-up to the election. So I think I think they're trying to, to rise to the challenge. All right, folks, again, that is all the time we have for. Thank you, Ian and Bob and Donna. Thank you for participating in this lively extra. Folks, we'll be back with a full show next week, and I'm sure a little extra extra for you. Have a great weekend. <laughs>